Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I had a chalum originally that maybe we would start going through Hilchas Tishabav also in this shear, but I think it might be Tafasta Maruba Lai Tafasta. If we can get through the halachas of the nine days, that would be. That would be an accomplishment. Um, but I want to begin with a mindset that I think is very, very important. Shulchan Aruch tells us, it's brought in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Tavkuf Non Aleph, the very beginning of Hilchas Tishabav, Mishanichnas Av Mema'atim Besimcha. And Mishanichnas Av, when Av arrives, we should lessen our Simcha. Okay, before, before the Hasidish amongst us start telling me that you see that you're supposed to be the Simcha, because it just says, Mematim the Simcha, I should mention that the Paiskim say, including the Mishnah Dehainu she'ein smeichim klau. That's what it says. So the Taich, Rishanichnas av, Mematim the Simcha, is that we're not smeichim klau. If that's the case, so the obvious question is, why is it that it says it in a Russian ki'ilu, that we just lower the level of simcha a little bit? If it's mefurish in the paiskim, v'hainu she'ain't smechem ba'ikla. Second of all, it's a little, more than a little, it's a strong ha'ara that it says in Shulchan Aruch, it's a mentafkuf nonalav, mishanichnas av, Membaatim b'simcha, we know that there's a sister memra to that. And that's in Chodesh Adar, where Chazal tell us, Mishanichnas Adar, Marbim b'simcha. And yet, Mishanichnas Adar, Marbim b'simcha, is not brought in Shulchan Aruch, or in the Rambam. Mishanichnas Av, Memaatim b'simcha, is brought in Shulchan Aruch. Mishanichnas Adar, Marbim b'simcha, is not brought in Shulchan Aruch. Halidover. So my father, in his notes on Shulchan Aruch, he writes what I think is... You're not supposed to say Haskam on your father's part, but, but which was, I was exciting to see, let's, let's say, that he said the Pshat is like this. He said, Mishanichnas av mema'atim b'simcha comes along with halachas that tell you how to go about being memaet the simcha, as we will learn tonight. Mishanichnas adar marbim besimcha. There are no halachas in Shulchan Aruch telling you how to be marbim besimcha. Marbim besimcha. But there's no din. We say tachnon and adar. It doesn't say to be marbe biyayin during the. A lot of people are machmirim, but it doesn't say to be marbe. And, you know, it doesn't say to hang streamers. That all those are chumras that came up as manenu. But, but in the Ikara din, there's no place in Shulchan Aruch where it says dinim of riboy besimcha. Just, but it says dinim of miyot besimcha. So since it doesn't say dinim of riboy besimcha, and it ju- does say dinim of miyot besimcha, so, so b'meil it makes sense to say v'shenichnas av mema'atim besimcha because that's megeh halacha. 
Mishanichnas Adar Marbin Besimcha, that's Nagea to Hilchas Deus Vachai Vesalavavais, perhaps. But that's not, that's not a halacha. There's no, there's no halacha there. It's about how to feel. But it's not a halacha. The halacha is Mishanichnas Av Mematin Besimcha. But that alone is a kasha. Chazal tell us two things that we, two times that we should, that we should um, figure out our simcha. In Av they told us that we should lessen our simcha. In Adar they told us that we should be marbe in simcha. In Av it's kind of depressing. In Av you have Simonim and Shulchan telling us how to be mamayit besimcha. In Adar you're on your own. It doesn't even say in Shulchan to be marbe besimcha. What's going on here? What kind of religion is this? The member of Chazal, Mishanichnas Av Mimat and Mesimcha, we're all over it. Halacha after halacha, Miat Mesimcha. Mishanichnas Adar Marvin Mesimcha. What's the pshat? So I want to explain what I think is an attitude that we need to be aware of going into the next few days. And with that, then we'll go into the halachas. I'll give you a marshal. I come into shul on Tisha B'Av morning to daven. And by davening, it's a regular davening, right? It's a regular davening. Regular chakras come out. So I say psukhidizim. It doesn't say not to say psukhidizim on Tisha B'Av, right? But we say psukhidizim. Okay. I open up psukhidizim, right? It says, Hallelujah. I'm just picking randomly. Hallelujah, Nafshi Hashem. My Nefesh praises Hashem. A Hallelujah, Hashem Bechayai. A Zamra Leloikai Beoidi. I talk about Ashrei Shekel Yaakov Beezrei. How fortunate is someone that Akadish Baruch who helps him. You know what emotions that stirs up inside me? If I was paying attention? Simcha. No? Simcha. We, we have to work on saying Pesukah de Zimra properly, but if we would say Pesukah de Zimra properly, we'd have to restrain ourselves from dancing during Pesukah de Zimra. Pesukah de Zimra is a, it's a Zimra, it's a Zemer, it's Zmiris, it's a song. What's our heter to say Pesukah de Zimra on Tishabot? How could you not be happy? Tishabot morning, you should be sitting on the floor, dancing on the floor. It's not reasonable to think that the that you're not supposed to have kavana on that day, right? So you are supposed to have kavana. So then, if you're supposed to have kavana, so then how could you not be thrilled when you read Ashrei Ha'am Shekachaloi? Ashrei Ha'am Shehashem The Mahalach is like this. So this is the Mahalach to the nine days, then we'll get to the practical Allah. The Mahalach is like this. Our being, our essence, the core of everything that we are is Simcha. We live the Simcha of Shalaya Sani Goy. We live the Simcha of Baruch Hu Eloikeinu Shabara'onu Lechvaydai Vehivdilanu Menatayim Venasan Lanu Tayra Samas 
We live the simcha of Ashreinu, Matayv Chelkeinu, Umanoim Goyroleinu. That's a simcha, that's a present simcha in our lives, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, that we are, we, we are, we are the most fortunate Nevroim that exist in, in all of the Oilamas. That's always there. At the core, that's always there. As a core feeling, that is always there. Now, there are times you could be the, the most fortunate person in the world and sometimes be upset on the surface. The surface sometimes could get rocky, like the ocean. You know, the top of the ocean could get rocky sometimes. Even when you go down, it's very quiet. So the top could get upset. Even when with the most fortunate people in the world, and our life is full of simcha, but sometimes there could be there are mo- there are moments and elements of tsar. Mishenichnas adar marbim besimcha. We don't need instructions for that. It's not the pshat that the, the, the Torah is not machshiv that. We don't need instructions how to have more simcha. We're the chosen nation. We're klal Yisrael. We have the Torah. We have a relationship with Hashem. We're We're going to spend our eternity with Hashem. We don't have any... We cornered the market on Simcha. Simcha, we're good at Simcha. So Chazal tells us, there was no reason for Chazal to institute Maisim of Simcha. Avelos, Tsar, that's the not natural thing. That because our relationship with Hashem has suffered, because of our Averis, because of the Tsaris that we've been through, because of the tears that have been shed, so that very relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that gives us so much joy also produces Tsar. Like the, I can have so much love for my child that when they leave, I miss them so much. I'm so happy that I have them. And I have so much Nachas from them, but when they're on the other side of the world, I miss them. So we could have, we have so fortunate, we have our Kaddish Baruch Hu, with the Amah Nivchar. Shaloyosani Goy. You're going to say, Baruch Ato Hashem, Eloikeinu Melech Oilam Shaloyosani Goy, on Tishabah. And say it, you're going to feel a certain satisfaction from that. Now, our Hanhaga Chitzayna is one of Avelos. And Chazal told us that the Churban Beis Amikdash and the Avelos of Yerushalayim is severe enough. That our entire Hanhaga Chitzayna is Avelos. Ain't smechim by klau. We are so broken that we don't have even the, 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 the ability to live with HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way we would when there's a Beis HaMikdash, that we cut out our external Hanhagas of Simcha. But that doesn't mean that we even have the ability... Or the Ratzayim to cut out the core, which is Simcha. The core, which is Simcha, we don't cut out. A father has to give Teichacha to his son. So he gives Teichacha to his son. Does he stop loving him on the inside just because his Hanagach Yitzayinah is strict on the outside? Of course not. How dangerous would that be? Of course not. But he, and he could be completely, his entire Hanagach Yitzayinah could be one of, one of Tsar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, when he punishes us, sometimes it's, it's completely bad. The Teichacha. It's complete, it seems, com- it's in Smechem by Klal. But at the core, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu have any less Ava to us and any less joy that he created us? No. And that's the idea. 
מי שנכנס אב ממעטן בשמחה, the הנהגה חיצינה is, there's no שמחה at all. But that's because we carry at our core a foundation of שמחה. And that's why Chazal expressed it by saying ממעטן בשמחה. Because אין שמחם בוי כלל is ממעטן בשמחה. Taking off the entire הנהגה חיצינה of שמחה, that's just a meal for שמחה. Because the core is always besimcha. And that's what I think the, the Indian is. Okay, let's talk a little bit. The, the halacha lemaisa. Okay, so I'm going to try to spend, I'm going to try to go slower and spend more time in the areas that are more nageya, but, um, but hopefully we'll cover everything. Okay, the, the Chazal tell us that uh, the, the, the first practical uh, nafkamina the Chazal tell us about Mishanichnas av mimate b'simcha is not to be, uh, not to be oisedin with, uh, not to be oisedin with an akum in, in this, this time of year. Um, it's interesting that our Chashulchan doesn't bring this halacha. Alaniyaz daiti... The Arach HaShulchan would have brought it. It would have been dangerous for him to bring it. The Arach HaShulchan, from all the Paiskim, um, was the most under a censor. And if you want to see how much the Arach HaShulchan was under a censor, you can look at the Hakadama of the Arach HaShulchan, the Chayshim Mishpat, where he writes there about the Tsar, things that we say about Hashem. Okay, you could see how hard he was working to pacify the Goyims that they would allow him to print the Arach HaShulchan. There are other parts of our Chashokhan that weren't printed until the United States because they couldn't get it through the censor, Hilkos Nadarim. That's why Hilkos Nadarim came out later. So, but this is a Dabar Muskim that, that, um, that, that we try to push off. If we have a court case against a guy, if we're being sued by a guy, we try to push it off. If we could push it off till after the month of Av completely, we do that. If we can't, at least until after Tishabah. Now, there's a din that's brought in Chaydesh Av in the nine days about not doing business, about being memayit b'maso b'mata, not doing business in the nine days, not working in the nine days. Now what that means is, is a machoikas ha'paiskim what that means. Some say that it means not to be oisik in things that are like simcha dika things, like if someone sells silver, you know, those types of things that are just like Sha'ashuim, you know, Toys R Us, you know, to, 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 um, to that someone sells things that are just, that, that instead of being functional, they're just, they're pure Simcha things that a person shouldn't be Isaac in that type of Maso Matan on, on the, in the nine days. And some say that all, that all Maso Matan a person shouldn't do, a person should just do what he needs to get by. Um, Halacha Lamaisa, Mr. Brewer writes that in our times there's no such a thing. We need our jobs to get by. We, there's, no, there's nothing to be mimayit. It doesn't work that way. We're, you know, we, we have jobs and that's how we support our families and we have a, a, a budget and, and, uh, and we try to, um, as Shia Grosso he says, we try not to have too much month left at the end of the money. So, um, so, you know, so, so in our days we, um, we, we do work 
we do work in the nine days. If somebody works in this type of field of selling silver or, or you know, even selling perhaps very fancy watches or things like that, that are like things that people are Mishasheya with, so they say that if he needs it for his parnasa, he's allowed to he's allowed to sell them in the nine days if if, that, if it's a tzarech parnasa say, but it should be as much pitzina as possible, you know, to display it as little as possible. Interesting, just an interesting halacha. Um, you're not supposed to buy new things in the nine days, even more than the iser in the three weeks. In the nine days, we don't buy kalim that give us tremendous simcha. So this week is not the week to buy a new car. This week is not the week to buy stam like you, you always wanted that very fancy pen or that Apple Watch or that you know that type of thing. That's not, this week is not the week to get yourself those presents. You know, men sometimes we like to get ourselves presents. It, it's not this is not a week for that. It, it's not a it's not a time for that. Um, if something is for functional reasons. If I don't have a car and I have a mishpacha and I have to drive them somewhere, then you're allowed to buy it. If I don't have a watch and I need it or I have it tzayr because of work or whatever it is, then I'm allowed to do it. But just to get something, you know, just to spend, just to talk me in Yana Diyayim of our, of our Chabura, you know, just to get that $500 golf, what's it called? Club. So, um, so that, uh, that would not be... That would not be appropriate. Even if you're not going to make a Shechayanu, it's not appropriate during this time. Interestingly, um, my father just brought us, when he came for Shabbos, my father just brought us Shlomo's tefillin. Um, it wasn't quite the nine days yet, but it's brought in halacha that things that are advar mitzvah you're allowed to get in the nine days. First of all, you don't make a Shechayanu when you get it. And second of all, it's for, it's, ra- it's, 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 it's rak le mitzvah, something that's rak le mitzvah, that's mutter. You order something for nine days, yeah, deliver the nine days. Any Indians did not use it until after? It could be, yeah. It could be to keep it in the box, yeah. If, it's if possible. Well, it's a good deal. It could, yeah, the Dabra of it would be a reason. But you have to know if it's a good deal for what. If it's a good deal for something that I don't really need. Right. Right. You know, Small stuff. Can you allow to buy something for after the nine days? Um, we don't do that. The reason we don't do that is because mm-hmm. it's a hesachadas from the Avelis. Part of the idea of the inyane Avelis of the nine days is to be Isaac in the Avelis. So, so we don't do that. Again, if there's a, again, if there's a, there's a davra of it, if it's something I need by a certain deadline, that's something else. Okay, let's get to the things that we really are, are more day-to-day, especially for our wives, and that is about wearing clothing, washing clothing, changing clothing, all of these things. Okay, so Shulchan Aruch says that it is usher to wear washed clothing in the nine days. That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. It's usher to wear washed clothing in the nine days. Um, it's a tainug. It's a tainug. It's a certain type of joy or pleasure or satisfaction to put on something that's fresh and newly cleaned. There is something that's some, something fresh. And therefore, to be mara avelos and to and to be mamayit besimcha, we don't do that. We don't do that in the nine days. Now, this Indian of not wearing clothing, fresh clothing in the nine days, is very confusing. And there, paiskim are all over the map on it about exactly how to be. Now, I'll tell you the the, the mahalach that, that that we've said over here for for many years. I'll I'll share with you that mahalach, and as with as much of the of the svara behind it as possible. Um, 
what's at play over here? What's at play is that, okay, so if I'm we're putting on a suit and you, you put on your jacket, so your jacket, okay, there, there, pligi, that you should not pick up a jacket from the cleaners, and they're not, or even if you picked it up before the nine days, you should not be putting on a fresh jacket. And there is a tainug, and we all know it, that when we're, something like that, we're putting on, it's freshly washed, that that we have to be careful about. Um, a pants, if someone wears dress pants and he, he doesn't change them every day, things like that, also pusher, that that's included, and you don't put on straight from the cleaners. Um, you don't put on pants straight from the cleaners. If someone's not wearing, doesn't wear dress pants and it's more, you know, like work pants and things like that, it could be a little bit different. So it could be a different gender. Those things are pushed. Those things are pushed. You, you, don't, you, you don't take out of the cleaner's bag your suit. I'm not going to talk about Shabbos. Shabbos is something else. You don't take a suit out of a cleaner's bag and put it on in the nine days. You don't do that. The issue is that Bismanenu, we have lots of clothes that because of technology and because of the ease that we could wash clothes and because of the fact that we're mifunakim bizman hazeh, that we constantly change and change and change our clothing. And every morning we put on fresh clothing. You know, and we change, you know, and, and, and undergarments and things like that, we change every time we take a shower. You know, it's like constantly changing and always new. So there it's a little bit more of a question, did Chazal mean even that? It wasn't a reality in those days, so there's no place to really look. It wasn't a reality, but did Chazal mean even even such a thing? Okay. So, in general, the general Mahalach is like this. Um, again, I, I'm saying this knowing that the, you, 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 you want to start looking around and opening all the books and Sfarim, you'll find things all across the board. But I want to give you a general cloud that you can go with, and you know, other Abba will keep will keep learning. But the general cloud is that clothing that we wear once, we wear fresh. We don't have to try on before. Okay, so that means that we have parts of our lavush that we put on, and when we take them off, they go straight into the hamper. We don't have a havamina to wear it again. Those types of things go, fall into a cloud that the Pais can call Big Dezea. Big Dezea means that their purpose is to absorb Zea and then be discarded and cleaned so that, so that we can wear something fresh. Um, and things like that, begotten like that, um, you're allowed to wear fresh. You know, it's interesting. I wonder, I didn't see this anywhere in Mefurish, but back in the day, they would, you know, they, they used to take off their their cuffs and collar, you know that? Right? Back in the day they wore a shirt, so the shirt was the shirt wasn't cleaned that often. But the collar, they would remove the cup you guys don't come on. That's that's the way people used to dress. You used to remove your collar and remove your cuffs. That's why they're different, the cuffs. The cuffs would be removed and you would wash those and then you would put on new collars and cuffs. Could be they could be sometimes it was even disposable collars and cuffs, things like that. So that would be like a gather, even bismanehem, of that type of an idea of, of Big Dezea. But, but for us, for sure, there's, uh, for sure, the, that type of Big Dezea is mutter to, to wear fresh and then to put in the hamper. I'll talk to you in a minute about washing them, but right now I'm talking about wearing them. The same thing would apply to 
exercise clothing. That there are, there are many people, Baruch Hashem, people take care of themselves, and they change into sweats, a t-shirt, whatever, they go running, they, they do exercise, there's no, they, they, no, nobody says, okay, let me put this away for tomorrow. There's no such a, th- I hope not, that's not a, it's not a, that's not a mahalach. So therefore, since the norm is that it's meant to get sweated up and, and, uh, and washed after that, it is mutter to wear that fresh in the nine days. Okay? So what did we say so far? Suits? Of course not. Dress pants? Of course not. Um, underwear, socks, sweats, all those types of things? Of course, yes. The question, the place that it really starts to get a little bit more difficult to put your finger on is shirts. We, first of all, we all wear shirts differently. Um, but shirts... That's the type of thing that's a little bit less, it's a little bit less clear in the Paiskim if we could call shirts Big Day Zaya or not. There are Paiskim that consider it Big Day Zaya, and they say you can just put on a fresh shirt. And there are Paiskim that say, no, a shirt is different. A shirt is not like underwear. A shirt is, a, is something that, you know, there's such a, somebody, people might wear a shirt for more than one day. A shirt is not that type of, certainly not that level. So with shirts, it's a little bit of a... Of, of, of like a middle stage. Because of that, because shirts are a little bit of, of a middle stage, um, certainly it's better to try on your shirts before, especially dress shirts. It could be that polo shirts, things like that, are more like sweats, like they're more casual like that, and therefore they don't have to be, that, there's more muckum to be mako. But certainly, like dress shirts, it's better to have tried them on before the nine days and not to put them on fresh in the nine days. Now, some of you might be thinking, thank you for telling me that now, but um, I didn't do that, and now I'm stuck. What should I do? So there are a few eights. Eights number one is tomorrow night is Shabbos. What you can do is, with your white shirts, if you didn't prepare shirts before the nine days, you could wear as many shirts as you want over Shabbos. Now, there is a, a caveat to that. You cannot make it obvious that you're doing it for the nine days. It's hachanach v'choyel, it's avelos on Shabbos perhaps even. It's not, we don't do that. So what we do is, somebody wants to wear enough white shirts on Shabbos to have something for the following week, is that every time he gets dressed, he puts on a different shirt. So before Shabbos, he puts on a shirt for Friday night. He hangs that up for Sunday. And then Shabbos morning, he, ha- he puts on another shirt. You know, and then Shabbat, and then he goes to take a nap after the Suda. Shabbos afternoon, he puts on a third shirt. So now he already has three shirts for the week. So that's already, you know, some people that can get them through, you know, till Thursday. Some people, maybe that's not enough, and they, and they change their shirts every day. So, so if, that's, if that's the case, there are other eights. The other eights are, especially with shirts, that you can be makled to do this, that you could do something to them that takes the time of wearing something fresh. Uh, away from them. For example, some people will throw it on the floor, keep it on the floor for a few minutes, it's, it's no longer has that ach geschmack to it. Okay, be careful, it's not like being toivel, you have to be careful, this is not a din. You know what I mean? Like, if you got your shirt, by the way, if you got your shirt from the cleaners, it's much more chamer. You got your shirt from the cleaners, I remember those days when I was able to afford that. Okay? When you, when, you, when you get your shirt from the cleaners, that's geschmack, putting it on. If anything, that's the biggest tainug of all. 
you know, especially remember the days when we used to get them pressed and you would almost hear them tearing apart when you, when you, when you opened the folds. That was, that's geschmack, you know, that's the time that Shulchan Aruch is talking about. But, but you could throw, but, so don't think that you could take a fancy pressed shirt and like touch the floor with it and like it's like metame benegia, and now you can wear it in the nine days. It doesn't work that way. You, it has to accomplish its goal, which is to take away the tainug of putting on something fresh. That it should at least be like a shirt that was worn for an hour. As long as it was worn for an hour, or for a half hour. Some people put it together with not clean clothing. It doesn't have to be with filthy clothing, but people put it with, with other worn clothing, or put it on the floor, or something like that. That's enough to take away the tainug, and then you can do that. Today's day is, is different than like 100 years ago. Like 100 years ago, someone wore fresh clothing. It was something. They washed their clothing once a week, once a month, or whatever. Today's days, I'm not talking about cleaning because that is, but people wearing fresh clothing out of the laundry, I don't, I don't. Well, what clothing are you talking about? Like clothing that was washed in the regular laundry. Like what? Shirts, pants. Well, that's what we're talking about. Right, but I'm saying there's no tiny like it's uh, it's like different than in the old days. There is a tiny like There is some. There's something. But shirts and pants, there could be something. There could be something. There could be something. You're right. It's not the way it was, and there is much more makom to be makel. But yeah, to, to throw it on the floor, I think that machmer we could be. If it's you know, it's not the biggest chumra. You know. Pants also. If your pants are, are not uh, uh, um, dry cleaners and you just come out of the wash, and you you know. So then you know I, I, you could be makele to throw them on the floor, but not to do anything. I don't know why we should. No. You know, there is a certain time to it. Well, we, we move a drop different with fresh clothing. What? We move a drop different with fresh clothing. Yeah, we act differently. <laughs> is it at all based on in the in this visual, or is it all based on what most people do? Meaning. If you're the type of person, you wear something for 30 minutes, you basically consider it clean, but if you threw it on the floor and stepped on it, you're like, oh, I don't want to wear that. Is it better to do that, or is it based on whatever most people do? But often, clearly, it's based on most people. Okay. Okay. Um, shoes, by the way, also, even though you don't make a shechayana on shoes, new shoes is as usher in the nine days as new clothing. Okay, I'm not talking about washing, but, but in terms of new clothing... Wearing a new pair of shoes is not mutter. It comes up every year. Some people need, if you need to buy Tishabov shoes, that's, that's okay. It's not, that, that's okay. You're allowed to get Tishabov shoes for, for Tishabov. But, but otherwise, um, otherwise, it's usher. Now, when it comes to children, it's interesting. There's two reasons brought for why children are not allowed to wear fresh clothing either. This applies to children as well. Now, the two reasons that are brought, which will bring us to camp, in a second. But the two reasons that are brought are number one is because of chenach. I have a to be mechanach my children. So just like I can't wear fresh clothing, I have to be mechanach my children not to wear fresh clothing. But the other reason that's brought in the Paiskim is mishum agmas nefesh of the parents. Is that part of our avelos is also that we can't dress our children in fresh clothing. Okay? Now maybe you don't connect to that so much, like dressing what your kids are wearing, when you see the kids coming matching to shul on Yantif, you know that parents put a lot of kayak into how their children are dressed, and it is an agmas nefesh to parents that they can't, it's an avelos, that I can't put the, the freshly gishmaka clothing on my children. So therefore, we're makbid on children. Now, this second reason would apply, that means, even to children that are lo'i higi'a It means it would apply even to little children. 
Okay? But before you start panicking, you have to realize the following you say. Just like we said that adults have big deizeya, that if it's it considered that it's meluchluch right away, that th- those types of clothing we're allowed to wear, the same thing is true with, with ketanim, that all kemat, all of their clothing is such that it's constantly being mislachlech. It's not like... Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, you, you, if, if you have your child's fancy suit that you just picked up from the cleaners, so don't put him on it in the nine days. But most of the clothing that we dress our children in, in the, in the nine days, young, I'm talking about lohi children, most of it is clothing that we expect to be dirty and smelly and sweaty by the end of the day, head to toe, right? Head to toe, panim v'achar, inside and outside, and th- therefore, you're, you're allowed to put that on children, you know, washed. And as we will see soon, you're allowed to wash them. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, <coughs> Kids in the summer, even older, they're all like that. What? Yeah, in a chanami. In a chanami. Even above higiel Yeah, in a chanami. It's just, it could, you know, you have to know at which age maybe their, 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 their pants are a little bit more... You know, that really, really depends on the age. The truth is, the Rabbi Levovich is right, that the etzim, you don't really have to worry with children with this until they're wearing a white shirt and dress pants for shakras in the morning, which means until bar mitzvah age. All that other clothing that they're wearing, you know, we're trying not to get anywhere near. So, okay, just important to realize, um, the same thing would be true about, um, about new linens on beds, also, so this is not this is not a week for changing linens. However, if you have company, you should not put them on the other person's linens. If you have company, we change the linens. Also, if let's say a child soiled his bed or something happened that made you have to change the linens, then you're allowed to change them and, and use the fresh linens. So being less fresh. Until I haven't fresh heard it? that. I haven't seen that. I don't think so. I haven't seen that. Yeah, what about Interesting question. Okay, the 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 good point. I never thought of that, but that's a good point. If needed, if there's nothing else, that's that's like Ainley Chalukacher, right? If there's nothing else, okay. We do wear we do wear all of these hakpadas is all during the week when it comes we come ready for Shabbos Chazay. Our minhag is there's a lot of different halachas about Shabbos Chazay. Our minhag is that we wear freshly cleaned clothing for for Shabbos Chazay, including straight from the cleaners. So if your Shabbos suit is at the cleaners, you're definitely allowed to put it on with covered Shabbos, even if it was never worn since it was cleaned. Okay, the only hakpada we have on Shabbos Chazayin, we have a hakpada of new clothing. Don't put on new clothing on Shabbos Chazayin. Okay, the only type of new clothing you're allowed to put on for Shabbos Chazayin is a magen avram, is big dezeya. So if you have new big dezeya, for some reason, you, you could wear that fresh for Shabbos Chazayin. But it's tam. It's, this is not a good time. If you have, you know, Shabbos comes. Sometimes if you you got yourself some new shirt, so then you you look up at Shabbos, you pull out a new shirt. Not this week, not this week. It's interesting. It's, 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 
What? New tzitzis is a is a little bit of a discussion, no, because a beget of tzitzis is different. It's not like it's filling. It's not a chet tzitzel mitzvah. The, the, the beget is not that way. So a talus, they say no. A talus katan, they say yes. Um, no, not not really, even though we wear it and it gets uh, full of zeh, but we don't wash it constantly. What if someone doesn't have any more white shirts? What? What if someone doesn't have any white shirts? Okay, let me talk about washing. Let me get to no, that. No, no, I'm saying then they buy a new shirt for Shabbos. Because it's better to wash than to buy. But oh, if they don't have, it's better to wash than to buy. If they don't have, they can buy. I I ripped my white shirt and I couldn't wear on Shabbos, so so you can so, buy. Then so, you can yeah, buy. Yeah, so someone ran to right, buy. Right. Then you can like, buy. Yeah. Okay. How about sending the suit initially to the cleaners for for Shabbat? Let's say tomorrow if I want to send my oh, suit tomorrow. So that we don't do. That we don't do. Let, give me a minute. Let's get into kibos. Let me get into let me get into kibos and then we'll 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 do it. Okay? Because you understand what's going on here. These two sugyas of what I could wear and what I could wash are very intertwined. So we're we're kind of slipping from one into the other. But let me let me let me get into kibbutz. We just did about wearing. Let's talk about washing. So the halacha is you're not allowed to wash clothing in the nine days, um, and this applies even if you're washing clothing that you have no intention of wearing in the nine days. It's not because you're going to wear it. It's not because you're going to come to wear it. It's a hesachadas from the avelus. Don't prepare for after after the nine days. Don't wash things for after the nine days. Okay. Now, if someone doesn't have what to wear. So then they're not mechuyiv to walk around in dirty clothing. If someone doesn't have enough clothing, so then they're allowed to wash their clothing. They're allowed to do that. It's not better to buy clothing than it's really geschmack, right? So then you're allowed to wash the you're allowed to wash the clothing, and and um, okay. Um, Okay, so, so, who, so you, someone just asked me about sending to the cleaners? Okay, so in terms of sending to the cleaners, so, so first of all, Stamazai we don't send to the cleaners. And we don't send to the cleaners for after the nine days either. Even though I'm giving it to a guy, we don't go in the nine days and give it to the guy for after the nine days. This year? Um, what? This year? Friday? I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? No. I didn't see anything like that. Um, so that, that we don't do. Um, including for Shabbos. In other words, the, 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 there's a cloud, there's a cloud that you could go by that usually clothing that you're allowed to wear washed, remember this cloud, clothing that you're allowed to wear washed, you're allowed to wash. Okay? But that's only true in terms of the, the getter of the clothing. But Shabbos Chazayin, we're, we, we wear fresh clothing because Lekavit Shabbos. That's not a heter to wash during the nine days. You hear what I'm saying? So that means that to send my suit to the cleaners Lekavit Shabbos is not a heter just because I'm allowed to wear the suit Lekavit Shabbos. But, if, but to wash, again, to wash underwear, socks, perhaps shirts if a person's B'Sha'as Adchak, you know, because again, shirts is that middle thing for women to wash shells, to wash, to wash. You know, in in the women's clothing world, the things that are constantly being cleaned. And by the way, that would include just like in Hilchas Chalamayid, that would include a mother who's dealing with a child that's always spitting up or getting dirty, so her clothing are constantly 
being nislachlech, she would be allowed to wash it. And, and, and getting back to the children, those things that are constantly, constantly full of zaya, those things you would be allowed to wash. Again, very important to know, as necessary. This is not something that we just like blanket rule. We're mako, you're, you're allowed to wash it as necessary, as needed. Okay, so now that means, <coughs> that means that I do have to make some kind of cheshbin. It doesn't have to be down to the last sack because it's impossible, but I have to make some kind of a cheshman of what I need, and try not to do too much at a time, and to try to do the laundry in the nine days of Bitsina. It's not a, something we're announcing, it's not something to be hanging on the clothesline outside, it's, uh, doing laundry is something that we do in the nine days quietly, even the laundry that, that it's mutter to do. Okay, now the, what came up a lot lately, you know, came, came up uh, the... Um, the nine days, the, the camps, the kids coming home from camp either during the nine days or kids going to camp during the nine days. So the, uh, do they have to go with dirty clothing? So in terms of them going to camp, so again, if they wouldn't have enough, so then you're allowed to wash for them that they should have enough, but it's not so pasha because, because then they wouldn't have enough, but they have enough until they have to dish above. So you do have to try to see if there's some kind of arrangement for them. The big issue that comes into play is that we've developed this thing, and apparently I've learned over the last few weeks that kids, <coughs> that today it's even much more than in my day, that there's no chalois washing in camp. In other words, clothes that are washed in camp are muchzuk dirty when they get to their mother. <laughs> that's what I've discovered, that that's a Matthias. So they don't have to pre wear when they come back from camp because they're coming down. They don't have to pre wear. No. They did laundry. Right. They don't have to pre wear. Okay. Small. What? Or they want to do sizes smaller. So, so that's something that you, that you you really have to be done when a child comes home from camp with a laundry bag full. So first of all, what does he need, or what does she need? So the things that she doesn't need or that he doesn't need. If they will not get ruined, you're not going to ruin your clothing. If the clothing will get ruined, you can wash them so they don't get ruined. You know, things that have a stain. We had a few shilas like that. But if it's not going to get ruined, and you could just push it off, the linens, whatever it is, you could push it off till, after, till afterwards, then it's kedai to do that. If it's not possible to do that, because my child needs it, because he needs it before a tishabov, so then, even though they're coming home with a laundry basket, uh, I can do that. I, the camps, washed it. So here you need a little honesty, and you need to be able to ask, like, do, 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 is this really considered dirty? And really a little bit, you're going to have to leave that to the mothers. To um, Good luck with that, but uh, we have, that's, you have to figure that out. Okay. Um, included in not washing clothing is not washing shaitals in the nine days. Um... I think I went through this in the past that there are some that consider shaitels to be like hair. So during the three weeks, they say you're not allowed to cut a shaitel because it's like cutting hair. So I tie it that according to them, you should be able to wa- you should be able to wash it during the nine days, <coughs> you know, because if it's neslachlech. But lemaisa, it, it, it sounds ridiculous to me. To me, it's pasha that a, a shaitel is like a beged. No, it's a beged, and just like a beged, if you want to cut it during the three weeks, it's mutter. And you should not wash it during the nine days. If it needs to be styled during the nine days, 
it needs to be styled during the nine days, that's okay. As long as I'm not washing it during the nine days, um, if someone got, it, got the ashaita washed and they didn't have time to style it, so they're allowed to do that type of stuff. Even if it's just for regular day-to-day use, it's mutter to style it in the, in the nine days. Okay, as I mentioned, we don't, we don't, we don't buy any new clothing, even Big Day Zaya, I'm not talking about Lakavit Shabbos, but even Big Day Zaya we don't buy unless we need. If we need, you know, if we don't have clothing, we're allowed to buy. Okay, let's try to get to, I want to just cover our, am I being clear? Okay, let's try, let's get to bathing, okay, because this is, uh, this gets, gets complicated. Um, it's interesting. You know, first of all, I, I think it's very, very important that we handle this halacha properly. Um, I think I've said this before, but I, I think it's, this, this is very, very important. Um, what ends up happening is like this. We go into this, we're not allowed to bathe. And then at some point, people reach a point where they... They're like, hey, that's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> How is person supposed to live that way? And then, what ends up happening is that it evolves. Lo'yoleinu, ba'vaneseinu harabim... It evolves that, okay, I, I don't do that. Like, uh, we're not knowing that way. And what really needs to happen is that if a halacha feels like it doesn't make sense to you, learn the sugya. And understand the halacha, and understand when it's chal and when it's not chal. Don't be a machmer, and don't be a mekel. Because sometimes you could be a machmer in tafshim pei beis, and then you won't hold of the halacha in tafshim pei gimel. You can't do that. It creates, and you, uh, I'm, I'm scared to find out what's going on in different, different homes. Where there's no, what, the showering is going on as if it's not the nine days. And that is a tos. And it's important for us to know what the halacha is. Fascinating. It's fascinating that the makar, for this that we don't bathe, the Torah writes, Nohagu avoyseinu shaloy lirchoitz mei V'yesh oleinu l'kayim mishum altita ishtayrasi mecha. What a beautiful sentence. Altita ishtayrasi mecha. This is what Dairis taught us. This is what Dairis of our parents and grandparents and Messiah taught us that we don't, we don't bathe in the nine days. We are not ready to retire that halacha. We need to understand that halacha. And surely what you mentioned before about times changing, there's probably no area in all of these halachas that times have changed more than when it comes to the Indian of bathing. It has become so easy for us to bathe that we've become very sensitive to the Indian of bathing. But what I want to demonstrate to you is that it's not the pshat that we're not so makbid bizman hazeh. That is a toast. There's nothing in Shulchan Aruch that we're not so makbid bizman hazeh. If you understand the halacha, you'll see that we're keeping the halacha bedikduk. That being said, we have to understand how the halacha translates into our life. Because the halacha says we do not bathe. However, it's clear in halacha. This is so clear in halacha that it's even true in Hilchas Yom Kippur. Which is deraisa. Well, Rechitza is a shayla, it's deraisa derabanam. The, the other Inuyim is the Shailavs, the Raisa, the Rabbana. If someone is dirty, they are allowed to wash themselves. It's a double pasha. If someone is dirty, someone that's nislakle is allowed to wash themselves. What does that tell you? Also, for health reasons, you're allowed to wash yourself. What does that tell me? Why, if I'm dirty, I'm allowed to wash myself? See, it's, it, people think, well, because then what are you going to do? 
No, that's ridiculous. We, we do uncomfortable things. We're Jews, you know. We have a backbone. We're capable of doing things, even if they're uncomfortable. It doesn't say mitzayir potem in a mitzvah. It says mitzayir potem in a sukkah. You know, it, it's like, you know, it, it, we, 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 we do things even when we're uncomfortable, you know. So, so the nakuda is that chazal asr rechitza that is a tainuk. Chazal asr rechitza that is a pleasure. It's a, the, going to the base hamerchatz bizmanehem used to be a whole day's, you know, or half a day's. Luxury. They used to go with their Eved, and they had a whole process of going to the Beis Hamerchatz. How many Gemaras do we have about what happened in the Beis Hamerchatz? And 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 it was not common. As really said earlier about clothing, it was certainly much less common. It was a very difficult thing to heat up a bath. It wasn't so pashut. You had to get a lot of water, and you had to figure out how to heat it up. It wasn't so pashut. So people didn't bathe like this, like they do today. I'm going to jump into the shower, I'll be out in ten minutes. It was no such a concept. It was an hour-long thing, and that was short, if it was an hour. Who had even time to bathe every day? Bathing, you see this in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says that the covered Shabbos, you should wash panav yadavaraglov, b'chamen. What about the rest of me? That means the covered Shabbos, it says in Shulchan Aruch, that's the once a week. You should wash Panaviyada Viraglov. That means that it wasn't so common for them to bathe in those days, right? That's Azekum does. So now that what happens is like this. That means that for us, everybody is different. Everybody is different, okay? Um, every person has a different level of discomfort. We see this on two-day Yom Tevim, which is another time that sometimes these things fall out of dealing with it in a halakhic way. Two-day yantif, three-day yantif, how many people could go the entire time without a shower? Um, so, so the halacha is like this, okay? If I get so uncomfortable that I'm pushed physically uncomfortable, I am not comfortable, okay? I tried last night. Well, I'll tell you what happened in my house last night at 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? I tried last night to go to sleep without a shower. Okay, to be honest with you, it was because I fell asleep at my desk. So I was just so tired. So I tried. I thought, I'll try. At 3 o'clock, I woke up and went into the shower. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. Do you know that feeling? I could not sleep. I was, not, I was just so uncomfortable. It was not us to go to, to, take, to take a shower then. It's not the shot that we're Mako. That's not Rechitza Shel Tainug. That's Rechitza Shel Sanity. That's Rechitza Shalom yeah. taking away Lichluch. For us being Farshvitzed is, and it's the summertime and it's humid these days, that is Lichluch. So when you take a shower, perhaps you're going to take a shower tonight because you feel a little uncomfortable, you're not being Mako. I'm telling this to you because I want you to be Machmer when it's the right thing to be Machmer. It's not that we hold Wameko. When not, you understand the Nakuda I'm trying to say? There's a big kilkul that I'm trying to, to close the gap on. <coughs> we are not Mako on showers. We just understand the halacha. So what's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is like this. First of all, for this week, not, not including the Arab, Arab Shabbos, by the way, which we could take a shower. But, you know, but, but for this week, everything is behisbainanus. In other words... And for this week, because we know that there's a geder, and because we understand the halacha, so for this week, before I shower, I have a diem. Do I need this shower? I have a certain habit. I take a shower before I go to sleep, or I take a shower when I wake up. Each person has their seder achayim. 
right? We brush our teeth, we take showers, we take care of ourselves. That's our job, right? I don't do my regular Seder Hayyim when it comes to the nine days. Rather, each time I shower, I ask myself, do I need this? Now granted, for many of us, maybe for most of us, most of the time the answer will be yes. But my kiyom of the halacha is that I don't blindly take showers. I think about it each time. Maybe this time I took a shower in the morning and I was in an air-conditioned room all day and I'm okay. And usually, of course, I would take a shower because it's more geschmack. Oh, more geschmack. Oh, rechitza shaltainug. Right, we don't do that. We don't do that in the nine days. There's no din to make yourself uncomfortable. There's no din to make yourself uncomfortable. But there is, but there, but, but you have to realize we are a little bit mifunakim that when we're not gishmak, sometimes we say we're uncomfortable. We have to, but you have to ask yourself, do I need this? Now, once I'm kaveh for myself that I need it, then I have to take a nine days shower. How do I take a nine days shower? So the nine days shower is first of all, as we said by night seder last night, for this week you have to find another place to come up with all your great ideas. <laughs> In other words, for this week it's short, the shower is short, as short as possible, I'm in and I'm out, that's number one. Number two, I'm heating the water, I'm heating the water just enough to not be uncomfortable. Rabbi Yosef, similar to what you just said, right? Just enough to not be uncomfortable, so it's lukewarm, it's not geschmack. I'm not getting that geschmack. I'm not, you know, that enjoyment. But it's, but it's manageable. It's not. It's. Not, I'm not going out of my mind. And number three, and this is important. Although there are some poskim that say that you're not allowed to use any soap or shampoo, we do not paskin that way, and we say that you're allowed to use soap and shampoo, but only what you need to be clean, not what you need to be able to style your hair or whatever other. You know, some people have an entire shelf of different products that they use. It's a whole scientific experiment taking a shower. So that's wonderful. It's very fascinating. It's not for this week. For this week, we keep it simple. And you, you wash yourself with... Imagine that you were taking a shower in the mikvah and just take with you what you... Just use what you would take with you. Okay? So that's the... Uh, that's the klal. That's the klal with that. Um... Okay, just very. I know. It's, I know. I know. We have to dive, and I'm going to try to wrap it up quickly. I'm almost done. So, um, so um, uh, Menachem Glazer and I had an interesting. Uh, even though we didn't talk, but we had Shiloh Sechuvas. We had an interesting um, um, uh, back and forth this week because it was very important in the day camp. We talked about this a little bit over the week. It was very. It's very important for the day camp to be able to allow the boys to be able to get wet. And the issue is, and this is what we, we went through a little bit, the issue is that Be'etzim, this is, the naku, this is the Nakuda that we were writing about, Be'etzim, there's no heter for a child that's Higiyah Lechinuch to go into a sprinkler, just like there's no heter to go into a pool, just like there's no heter to go into a shower. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter what you call it, if it's water and it's touching the body, it's not allowed in the nine days. So, so I assumed, therefore, that the camp wasn't going to do it. And then when I saw that they, that they were doing it for, the, for, for at least some of the camp, so I emailed Rabbi Glazer to ask him, like if they asked the Shaila, 
So I eventually I, I discovered that they had discussed it with Rabbi Sorcher, and I spoke to Rabbi Sorcher about it, and I had a fascinating conversation with him, where he explained to me, although he was mocked with the older boys, Bechlal, not to do it, the reason he told me that he was matir for fourth graders and fifth graders was because of how uncomfortable they are by the end of the day, and how hot they are, and so on, and Be'etzim is a good svara to that, that just like you're allowed to take a shower in that kind of matzav, you're also allowed to go on a slip and slide. We also said, Menachem, I night say, they're talking and learning, that the boys are coming out dirtier than they're going in. <laughs> but, but uh, right? <laughs> but, uh, which is a good hat there, but... <laughs> but anyway, so, um, so that was the zach. So the, the only thing that we were, what we were talking about is just making sure that the chinuch part of the, of the higiel, the chinuch, goes properly, that the boys don't think that going into a sprinkler in the nine days is mutter, and that's important to know, Stam, as parents, just because camp does a slip and slide does not mean that I should be turning on my sprinkler for my kids and even maybe jumping into it myself on, in, the, you know, in the nine days. There's a psak, there's a reason, there's a tzibur, there's certain ages, it's with a certain mahalach, and that's, that's, it's, it's, it's very important to realize that. Um, okay, just very, very quickly, we're, we're kemat, kemat done here, so just, just to get to the end very, very quickly, um, nail, cutting nails is a shaila during the nine days, whether or not you're allowed to cut nails. So for anything that's a tzayrach mitzvah or any other tzayrach, that's not just for the regular comfort of cutting nails, is mutter. So that means, of course, for a tevilas mitzvah is mutter, lekavit Shabbos, so tomorrow is mutter to cut nails. Um, and also I got this shaila, I got this shaila from my son just a few, a few, uh, a, a few minutes ago. Um, that it's mutter, sometimes babies, if you don't cut their nails, they scratch themselves. Okay, so that's, that's of course, if, whether or not you're allowed to give babies haircuts, you know, that's an that's a, that's a interesting sugya, but it's not nageya to this. You, you, for sure could, you for sure could cut their nails. When, on the last halacha in the nine days, I know I'm going quickly, but just that we should end with the davar shalim, the last halacha is the halacha of eating meat and drinking wine that we're, we're makbed on during the nine days. The reason for it is because of a, a we're, we're mamayit besimcha. But fascinatingly, um, as people who, who have been uh, avelim or have no avelim know that it is mutter for avelim to eat meat. So how come when we're by avelus we, we, don't, we don't eat meat? There are two reasons. One is that the, the avelus of Yerushalayim is more chamer. The avelus of the tzibur is more chamer. As I mentioned to the Elam during the week, Sometimes we find that the Avelis the Tzibur is a Chumrah. Sometimes we find the Avelis the Tzibur is a Kula. But in this area, it's a Chumrah. And the second reason is that there's a whole other reason why we don't eat meat and drink wine. And that is because of, to commemorate the Vitel HaKarbanais, that, um, that's Basar and the Nesachim and the, and the Karbanais. So we don't eat meat and drink wine. B'derech um, Klal, we consider any fleshes to be meat. So that means that, you know, that, that's something that, that uh, you know, like a chalent that had meat in it, but, but, but I'm not eating the meat. You know, if it's fleshigs, we don't eat it. We do eat from fleshig a kalim in the nine days. That is mutter. Chicken, anything, bird, chicken, duck, turkey, all these things we consider to be basar. However, somebody that has medical reasons why it's hard for them to eat milchigs, they have an allergy, or sometimes there could be other cheshbonas, why they can't eat 
uh, dairy, and it's very difficult for them the, the nine days. So first of all, usually we could split up Shua Shechalboi, not Shua Shechalboi. This year we have a very long Shua Shechalboi, so, so I'm not going to get into that now, but it's easier to be mako for chicken than for basar. And it makes sense, because even though we consider chicken to be like basar when it comes to simcha, but, 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 um, well, it's not, it's not so pasha. There were, Ifais were also brought for karbanis. Okay, well, so, so, but, but either way, the Pais can say that, uh, that that if, that for if we could be more makele, if a person needs to, it could be it could be makele to eat meat. But it's if a person could get by with just eating chicken or turkey and things like that, so then then that's the uh, that's the better thing to do. We don't just uh, in terms of the wine, we don't drink grape juice either. So grape juice is off the table for the nine days. In terms of early Shabbos. Even though early Shabbos is still daytime, and you know technically it's not Shabbos yet, but if you're Makabal Shabbos, you could eat meat and drink wine. So if you're making Kiddush and it's still daytime, and your friends are still driving by, you're still allowed to eat meat and drink wine once you were Makabal Shabbos. And the same thing is true until Havdalah Matzah Shabbos. If you have a Fleshig by Bashal Shudas, you can continue until until you go that far. Um, and um, and of course for a Sudas mitzvah, I think it's too late for us to talk to now about siyums. But just the the, the, the ruah halacha lemaisa, what's advisable for us? I'm not talking about in camps where it's very complex and there are different psukim. There was once a whole back and forth in the Jewish Observer about uh, about siyum. Rabbi Israel Reisman, a young rav, Rabbi Israel Reisman, wrote into the Jewish Observer about uh, siyums in camps on the nine days. But halacha lemaisa, what we do is that if someone is holding by making a siyam, so then you can make a siyam and, uh, and, and eat fleshigs, even though the Archa Shulchan says not to do that, but, um, but that's what we do. But to be mechave in a siyam for the nine days is called by some of the paiskim a davar mechuar, it's considered not, not nice, so therefore there's makai not to do it. Okay, there are, there are other, other messiahs with this, but that's the, that's the idea. The final thing, then we'll dive in Mayrev, is when it comes to Havdalah on Shabbos Chazayin, what to do in terms of the wine or grape juice that you use. Um, so it doesn't say that you should try to find the Hamar Medina. Rather, what we do is one of two things. Either we give the grape juice or wine to a child, and this is very important. This is where things get tricky. The child has to be at a very specific age. That a, he is so that his amen and his drinking could be part of our Abdullah. He's he's and bays that he's not for avelus because because we have to be mechanechem also for avelus. So it's a tough age, maybe eight years old, maybe seven years old, perhaps a smart kid. You know, it's a tough age to know exactly. Um, but if you don't have that, if your children are not on that level, if you're a mesupik, or you just have babies, or, or you're, you're alone for Shabbos, so then, so then you just make Avdallah and you drink the wine. We should be Zaycha Rabbi Say. First of all, I would like to plan a Hilchas Tishabov Shir for next week, which I hope that we Zaycha not to give. I really would rather go through Shilas with you of what the Geder of the Yantif of Tishabov is, because we don't have no idea what the Geder is. We make Kiddush. Do we, what do we do? Are you to eat meat? 
I want to talk, I want to tumble that. Are we going to dance? Like, what kind of yantav is it going to be? Is it going to be a dancing yantav? I want to tumble those shilas that the Aguda will send out, you know, from the Sanhedrin, you know, like it'll be, it'll be a whole thing. We'll have, the, we'll have the printouts, you know, and we'll go through. That's what I would like. We should be zaycha that, uh, that we should be able to learn the Hilchas Tishab of, 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 of Lusasin with a Simcha, and that next year when it comes to the nine days, it should be a Zman that's just full of hachana for the unbelievable yantif of celebrating of Inyan Beis HaMikdash and Erev Yomim. Amen. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.